0: Hey there, welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. Are you enjoying this (laughs) miniseries? Every time I say the words miniseries, it reminds me of the 80s. Like there were a lot of miniseries at that time, right? Or maybe I just don't really watch TV anymore, so I don't notice it. But I remember there often being promos for miniseries and getting really excited about them. And I feel like there was probably a Camaro in most of them. (laughs) So welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host, and I'm also an author and a speaker and the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of public speaking clubs for women. And you, if you don't know about the Speaker Sisterhood, I'm going to share about what that is for a second, because we are going inside, behind the doors, behind the scenes, into the Speaker Sisterhood. So you get to hear the speeches that are being made behind closed doors. I mean, how exciting is that? I feel like we are detectives and we are going in to learn about how amazing these women are. <laughs> I wanted to bring these these episodes and these speeches to you because I've sat in so many Speaker Sisterhood meetings feeling so inspired, so moved, so just like in awe of these women when they give their speeches, and I thought, the world needs to hear this. So here we are, sharing it with the world. People in 70 countries are listening to this podcast, and we get a chance to share their stories and their courage with you. So thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing this with, with all of us. On today's program, I have Adrian Roth and Lenore Braun, who are members of the Springfield Massachusetts Club, and they are friends of mine, and they are just crushing it <laughs> like I I love their speeches I love what they have to say about their journey as speakers and I hope that you feel inspired and makes you think about your own journey differently so I'm gonna turn you over to them and I just want to remind everyone listening if you have not checked out the Speaker Sisterhood website yet to learn more about what we're doing go for it it's speakersisterhood.com maybe you can check it out while you listen or just sit back with a cup of tea and really hear these women's amazing words. So without further ado, here is Adrian and Lenore. All right, tell me your name. Adrian Roth. And how old are you? 48. And how long have you been a member?
1: A year and a
0: half, I think. When did you start? Your club started in August of 2016. Then that's when I started. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Almost a year and a half. Yeah. How many speeches have you did given? Did you really ask me how old I am? I did. <laughs> when I wrote this, I I'm like, that. this will be interesting for context, <laughs> but basically everyone I've asked that question to looks at me like, are you serious? That's the question. That's the delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. How many speeches have you given? Oh... I want to say
1: maybe eight or ten. Yeah, I'm guessing.
0: Are you working on a particular speech in the curriculum tonight for your speech? I'm um,
1: yes. I went back to the beginning of the book, and I am doing the, the first assignment. Love, love, yeah. Love what do you love? And apparently, I love speaking. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, is that the subject of your speech?
1: It is. It is now. But I changed my speech.
0: (laughs) What was it about? Music. Oh. Yeah. And what made you change it? Oprah. (laughs) She's so influential. One word, Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. Yes. Um, Have you talked about this subject before? I have not. And so Oprah. Yeah, I
1: sort (laughs) of had an aha moment. Right, Oprah. We'll just (laughs) say Oprah. That's all there is to say about that.
0: How are you feeling right now in your body?
1: Um totally freaking out <laughs> I threw up in my mouth a little no i'm just kidding <laughs> no i'm nervous because i didn't practice because i changed my speech last night so and you're here and we have a podium <laughs> no not a podium a lectern,
0: lectern. damn yeah. it i'll get it right it's a lectern so do you feel like sweaty and yeah. like nauseous oh, yeah.
1: Um, uh, not nauseous, just like, um... You know how some people, like, ne- laugh when they get nervous? Yeah. Sort of like that. Like, I feel super pumped and giddy and excited. And when I walked in the door, everybody was like, oh, my God, look at you. What's going on? And I was like, I don't know. No, what? Nothing? You know? <laughs> but clearly everybody in the room sensed that something was up, and I was just could not contain myself. I was, like, ready to erupt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I think um, you even said. it. <laughs> I did. It was awesome. Um, in one word, what does it mean to you to claim the stage?
1: Oh, pff, I knew you were going to ask that, too. <laughs> Damn. Oh, one <laughs> word. go
0: your gut.
1: It's two words, but own it, you know? It's really, a, I want to say it's like a phrase, like, drive it like you stole it. Don't get up there and do it half-assed. If you're going to do it, just do it. Own Full, it. Own it.
0: Slam right. Your
1: yeah, slam your fist. Drive it like you stole it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And the sun just came out.
1: It did. That was nice.
0: All right. Oh. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm looking forward to your speech.
1: Thank you. Me too. I like it. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Hi. I really you. missed you guys. I missed you too. A lot. Oh, you weren't shoot. supposed to let it tip you got over. distracted
0: by your.
1: <laughs> Hold that thought. It's Fragile from, from Italy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay, I'm just going to balance it on my leg. You got
1: it. Now we can't do my speech.
0: Good thing I didn't start the timer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Okay, do over. Hi. All right, so many of you know that I've been traveling a little bit, right? I have gone to D.C. to visit a girlfriend of mine. I drove my niece out to Denver, moved her to Denver, flew to L.A. and visited my son for a few days. It was amazing, right? So when you have all this travel time and you're out of your routine, you kind of have some downtime, right? So I'm using this downtime and I'm I'm reading more and I'm knitting and I'm meditating and I'm catching up on podcasts and, you know... You know, like that week between Christmas and New Year's when you're like, I'm going to get my whole life together. I'm going to get it all, get my shit together, right? It's like New Year's resolution. So during this time, I was catching up on podcasts and I was listening to Angela Lucier's Claim the Stage podcast. And she made this comment about, hey, I'm going to join one of the clubs myself because... I haven't really, and it's going to be so cool and because so much fun stuff happens, and the book is amazing, and the work we do, and it's so therapeutic that I'm going to do it. Right around the time my uh, renewal came in my email, and I was like, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so I went for it for the do-over and clicked pay and sent my money to Pam. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And, uh, and I decided to, to recommit to it. But then I was like, you know why did I even sign up for this in the first place? Like thinking back on it, well, why did I do this? Well, initially I did it to support Angela cause I, she was a friend and I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. I'll join support your awesome endeavor. Like I've been here from the beginning mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, you know, I, I could use some public speaking skills, like not say, um, fucking like so much mm-hmm. and feel more confident and articulate and professional. Go figure. And did not want to be a public speaker, right? Because like a lot of the people Angela interviews that are now public speakers say, I don't have, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Like I didn't achieve some great thing or, you know, survive something. I don't have something. It's all about me and listen to what I have to say. I got nothing, right? The other reason I decided to do this was because I thought maybe by doing public speaking, I could become a better listener because I'm an awesome interrupter and <laughs> so maybe listening would be a good thing because in every role I've had in my life labor support doula real estate agent um, end of life hospice care parent it all requires listening to somebody's needs and helping them figure out what they need and helping them ask for what they need childbirth you write a birth plan I help you with that I advocate it you know, um, real estate, same thing. I hold your hand through it, right? And that the end of life stuff, when I'm holding someone's hand, the only time I hear people with regrets or anything with anybody with regrets is when they didn't speak up, right? Mm-hmm. People who don't speak up and ask for what they need. So here I've been helping people, like as a cheerleader, basically. And then I thought about it, the public speaking thing. And I was like, you know, you don't have to be a chef to be a good food critic, right? And you don't have to play football to be a cheerleader. So I was like, I've been everybody's cheerleader all along. So maybe that's kind of what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And then I also have this other thing that was going on where, you know, when I walked in here today, everybody complimented me. Like everybody had something nice to say, right? So there's this really weird thing going on the past year and a half where I've been Stopped in the streets by total strangers and given compliments, like random people. My friend's husbands are like, wow, you look great. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, I don't know where this is coming from, right? And then I had this friend once who I saw her one morning and I was like, oh my God, you look incredible. What's going on? What's your what, what, what's your story? And she goes, really? That's funny because I asked my husband for a divorce. And I was like, wow, well, finding your voice really looks good on you. Yeah. And maybe that's what's going on here, finding your voice, right? So then I think about all these things I'm doing for work. You guys are going to make me cry. (laughs) It's not the helping people that I like. It's this shift in your face. When I help somebody buy a house, that's really cool. But when I give them keys, something happens. When somebody goes through labor support and, you know, birth plan and rah-rah, we're having a baby. And they push their baby out. And I watch it. And that's amazing. You see a baby be born. But you know what? When people become parents, when that shift happens in their face, that's when like the real magic happens right? So I realized like I love watching people evolve. I love the transformation. I love that shift. I love watching people become more confident and self-empowered and successful and aware. And so, you know, in the words of Oprah, it's time. Like right now is the time to, for everybody to find their voice. So I do want to you to make me cry. I do want to do public speaking. Because I want to know, and you guys do your work, right? And when you look in the mirror and you reflect, what's your story?
0: <laughs> All right, we're back with Adrian Roth. It's been two weeks, Adrian, since you gave your speech, and I'm wondering what did you think of it? Uh,
1: before I gave it or after I gave it?
0: Now, after.
1: Oh, I think I did pretty well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What did you like about it?
1: Um, that I made myself cry.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny because most people avoid that.
1: Um, I was trying to avoid it, but in hindsight, <laughs> after looking back through the comments that everybody made and something that you've talked about a lot in your podcast too is being raw and genuine and that people really appreciated that in my speech that I, that I cried.
0: <laughs> Is there anything you would do differently now, now that some time has passed?
1: Um, oh gosh. Yes. I would have tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I would have practiced more. I absolutely would have practiced more, um, so that I could, have emotion but have it in control a little more i mean it's fine to cry and be genuine and raw but i was totally shaking and hyperventilating and freaking out (laughs) (laughs) and i think if i had practiced more also i wouldn't it was like the two components of not being as well rehearsed and being emotional so i think they go hand in hand also so
0: in a way, it worked for your speech, though, because it was so raw and so real, and it didn't seem like you were just rehearsing or reciting something that you had rehearsed earlier. It was all coming from the heart, and, right. and that can make a, a presentation that much stronger. So did you learn about anything, learn about yourself as a result of giving a speech?
1: Yes. A lot of times writing a speech is like journaling and journal work, and once you write it, you walk away from it. But when you give a speech, you have to keep rehashing that deep, I don't want to say dark, but the mucky stuff inside. So I think that's where the rawness came from is that, you know, reading and talking about what I learned about myself in the writing was really vulnerable and did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be learned in each step. The, yes. the prep, the, the writing, the delivery, and then the reflection, Yes, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, are you glad you signed up to have your speech recorded and that you're doing this interview right now? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am, actually. And in hindsight, I almost wish I was had been brave enough to do a Facebook live or at least to video record myself because I've never watched myself on being recorded. I've never seen it. So I would have been curious, but I don't think I would have wanted to put it out there live. But yes, I'm glad I'm doing it because like you said, you're always going to be afraid or whatever. Stop, you know, just do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Is there anything you would say to women who are on the fence about, getting better at public speaking, joining speaker sisterhood. Yes. Just do it.
1: (laughs) I, well, and I think I said in my speech that, you know, I, I, I have done it for a year and when it was time to renew, I thought to myself, like, why am I doing this? What, why did I sign up for this in the first place? And then I thought about why I signed up and what I got out of it. And I thought, yeah, I'm definitely doing this again. And I've been I don't want to say like witnessing, but <laughs> I've been trying to recruit people everywhere I go because, you know, it's, it's like when you taste a yummy dessert and you want to share it, you're like, you've never had that kind of cookie from Hungry Ghost? What?
0: You know, so you've never been to Speaker of Sisterhood? Come on. So. Yeah. What do you think has been the greatest benefit of joining?
1: Oh gosh. I have to pick one? You
0: can, you can share like three. Ah, uh, Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, aside from the, you know, the personal work and you know the therapeutic work that comes with it, because it's not therapy, but it is therapeutic. the The diversity of the people you meet, and the the bond you create with your group, with your club, and um, gosh, just I don't know, all of it, <laughs> uh, everything. It's it's just a, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's an all around positive experience. There's not, I can't think of a single negative thing that has occurred. I signed up again.
0: (laughs) I think you talk about it in your speech too. So it's like, we get it.
1: Yeah, you get it.
0: (laughs) Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Hmm. No, I would, I would, you do that speech again. I would fine tune it and practice it.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: think it's, a practical one, but I look forward to going through the book and doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah, nothing I'd add to that. Just I would have practiced more. I changed my speech the night before because of Oprah's speech, so it was a different one than I had intended. Mm-hmm. And you were there, which was a little bit more nerve wracking than had you not been. And now we have those fancy new podiums. So it's it's a it was a whole different everything that day. <laughs> But I'm down with it.
0: Yeah, you brought your e game I
1: mean, I'm bringing it every time now. <laughs>
0: cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Thank you.
2: Tell us your name. Lenore Braun.
0: And how old are you?
2: I am 39 years old. <laughs> and
0: how, how long have you been a member of the Speaker Sisterhood?
2: Um, for exactly one year. I joined last January. Happy
0: anniversary.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Um, How
0: many speeches have you given?
2: Oh, my. Um, Well, I've given speeches at every meeting, whether they're the planned speech or impromptu speeches. So I would say, good guess to me, anywhere between 20, maybe at least 20 speeches, maybe. Wow. 15 to 20. (laughs) I'm not good with math.
0: (laughs) Um, Which speech are you doing in the curriculum tonight?
2: So actually tonight I'm doing a club leader challenge, sharing the story of how I became a club leader. So that's the story I'm sharing tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Why did you choose this topic?
2: I think it's important for people to hear the story of where I was um, before this journey began and it was there was so much uncertainty and so much self-doubt, and I just kept taking baby steps towards something bigger, and it just grew into something that I never imagined. So, I'm using this opportunity to tell a story.
0: Cool. Uh, how are you feeling right now? <laughs>
2: No, people can't see my faces. My face as I can't even speak. I'm really nervous. I'm um I'm going to go Facebook Live tonight for the first time and I'm really trying not to think about that piece. I'm just going to focus on the women in the room, which is most important to me. So, I'm hanging in there. That's a good idea. <laughs> um Are you feeling better,
0: worse, or about the same since your last speech?
2: I still have anxiety and um, some nerves. I think the topic is really important to me, so that kind of escalates the emotion of it. Mm. But I keep reminding myself of the feeling beyond the speech, which is actually in my speech tonight. Um, And I keep reminding myself of what that's going to feel like the moment that it ends, and it's comforting. Cool.
0: And why did you decide to do the podcast?
2: I can only imagine. There are like a million women out there who feel the way I did and do and would benefit from the experience of Speaker Sisterhood. Um, membership, being a club leader, whatever their journey takes them to, um, I think it's important. Mm-hmm.
0: In what word, what does it mean to you to claim the stage?
2: One word. I, a phrase actually comes to mind, but I would say...
0: You can say both.
2: Okay. <laughs> I would say for a phrase, um, it would be... There's like beauty beyond pushing yourself, beyond your comfort zone. And you'll never see it if you don't do that. So I think that's what it's about, really. Wow. So that's not really one word. That's a lot of words. It <laughs> works. Okay. Is there anything else
0: you want to mention?
2: Um, this is just amazing. So thank you for this. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi, welcome to Speaker Sisterhood. Um, I know a lot of you have been hearing about it, seeing it in my posts, and I wanted to invite you here tonight um, to join us for my speech. I'm a featured speaker, and we're here with our group, and um, so here we go. How many people here have ever felt stuck? Like, stuck in a situation, maybe a job that was going nowhere, a relationship that Wasn't quite that healthy. Maybe a financial situation that was a little overwhelming. Not a good feeling, right? Well, that was me back in November 2016, sitting at my desk at work. I was two years into the job, and I had this overwhelming feeling come over me. And it was somewhere between the feeling of frustration and sheer panic. I realized I was caught in this cycle of... um, working in positions that never really made me happy. And I thought to myself, why does this keep happening? No wonder I feel frustrated. And then this voice inside of my head started repeating the definition of insanity. It's that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're bound to, uh, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I knew if I wanted a different result, I was gonna have to try something new. But what would that thing be? What would I try? I really had no idea. So I sat and thought about it, and I realized I had never actually challenged myself and pushed myself outside of my comfort zone. I I always reached for jobs that were easy for me, things that came naturally, and never really anything that pushed me beyond my limits. And one day, while I was sitting there at my desk, there was an announcement made. That a speaking club for women was coming to the Springfield area. And I thought to myself, all right, there you go. That's something new. That's something different. Something kind of terrifying. Go try it. And I did. I signed up for a launch party. And that's where you get introduced to the Speaker Sisterhood. You can kind of see what it's all about. And I honestly had no idea why I was there. In fact, in the beginning, they did introductions where they had everybody say their name, why they were there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I blacked out at that moment. But I did come, too. <laughs> Eventually, in the event, they asked for volunteers to give an impromptu speech. And it was almost like an out-of-body experience. My arm went up faster than I could even think about it. I was the first volunteer to raise my hand and the first one to give a speech. It was a one-minute speech, mind you, but it felt like eternity. And I ended up talking about something that I had done in the past 24 hours, which happened to be running in a 3K hot hot chocolate run, and I had never trained for it. I needed to train for it. I was not in shape for that 3K, but I did it anyways. So you might be noticing a theme here of torturing myself. (laughs) But something remarkable happened after that one minute. I all of a sudden had this different feeling come over me. It was a feeling of calm, it was a feeling of pride, and I actually felt a little bit of excitement and I knew I wanted to be a part of this journey. So I signed up, I became a member of Speaker Sisterhood. And I had only attended two meetings when I came across an announcement from Speaker Sisterhood that additional clubs would be opening up in the area. And there was an invitation for women to step forward and become club leaders. And my heart started pounding. And I had this overwhelming feeling come over me. And it was actually panic. Not the same panic I felt sitting at my desk stuck, but more like I could see myself standing at a train station and the train was about to leave and I had to get on it. And of course I'm standing there, I've got fear on one side of me, I've got insecurity on the other side, and I thought, now's the moment. And so I grabbed them by the hands, and I jumped on the train. I sent an email to Angela expressing the reaction that I had when the announcement came out. And of course, as any perfectly imperfect person and insecure person, you wonder, what is the reaction going to be on the other side, right? So you feel a little bit insecure, and you're wondering, is she going to say, I'm sorry, who are (laughs) you? Or, um, thanks, but no thanks. Or maybe something more like what her response was. And it was yes, in all caps, with I think 37 exclamation points. She was just as excited as I was that I had reached out about the opportunity. But that's not the end of the story. So even though I joined the club leader group, um, I continued to challenge myself to try new things. I started volunteering for Speaker Sisterhood, something that I had never done before. I learned to decoupage. I made campaign buttons. I worked on social media. I worked on marketing, all these things that I had never done before. And over the course of the summer and a few muddy walks in the park, we talked about building a role so that I could be a part of Speaker Sisterhood. And that's when I became the club director. And what's so amazing about this role is I get to help women from all over the place, all over the area, all over the country, and now all over the world, to build their clubs and to create the space that has been so meaningful to me. And I'll tell you, when I think back to that sitting at the desk and feeling panicked that I was going nowhere, and then I think about the feeling of panic that I had when the train was in front of me. And I knew that the best thing I gave myself was pushing myself outside my comfort zone and reaching for the things that I really wanted. Thank you.
0: Lenora. welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Um, what did you think of your speech? It's been like a while. So I guess it's been like two or three weeks since you gave it.
2: Yeah. Well, I have to say, I think I surprised myself, um, with two things. One, I couldn't believe how nervous I was for that speech. Um, I had given, you know, quite a few speeches up to that point, but for some reason that one talking about pushing myself outside of my comfort zone pushed me (laughs) outside of my comfort zone and (laughs) I was extremely nervous. So I think that surprised me. Um, but after the speech, I was so glad I gave it and it really made me think a lot about this journey that I've been on and since that moment of really wanting to change my life. And so that was really a pivotal moment. And so I'm really glad I I gave the speech.
0: Um, is there anything you would do differently now looking back at it? Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a million things. <laughs> Um, One, I probably would have practiced a lot more so that I was more comfortable with the content. I happened to um, post my speech on Facebook Live, so I went back and watched the video, and my emotions inside did not match up with the way I looked on the outside. I was very conservative in my gestures, my body language, my face... And I realized there were so many moments I could have come to life with that story and made it really fun and make it pop. And instead I pulled everything in. And so um, I would film myself practicing and then go back and see if there's any improvement or look for those areas that I can be a little bit more animated.
0: That's really good feedback, especially since a lot of members are really hesitant to record themselves. And the fact that you did record it and then you watched it and realized, oh, if i record it when I'm practicing, I might get more value out of it. That's really smart. Um, Did you learn about anything about yourself as
2: a result of giving the speech? I think that my journey, at least where it started is not unique. um, But that I think being conscientious of it is unique. And so I think that this is a gift to be able to share with people and I want to do that. I want to show them that by trying something new, whether it seems related to where you want to go, what you want to do, just that experience of putting yourself out there, trying something new, grabbing fear by the hand, jumping on the train, doing all of those things. Um, it's possible. Like if I can do it, literally anybody can do it. <laughs> I promise.
0: <laughs> what was it like... Doing this with the recording for the podcast, a live audience in front of you and Facebook live going at the same time.
2: I think it explains why I was so nervous (laughs) (laughs) and I almost felt, it almost felt surreal. I remember sitting down with you and you were asking the questions. I was completely in a zone. Like I had no idea. I don't even remember what you asked. (laughs) The moment Facebook Live went, I was freaking out inside, um, giving a speech in front of a full room of members, and you were there, and (laughs) oh my God, but I I made it. Like I'm proud of myself because, let me tell you, that was like a triple whammy of fear, and I did it anyways, and I didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited about that.
0: (laughs) Does that make you feel like there are other things you can do that you didn't think you could do?
2: Oh my God. Yes. All the time. And I'm, I got an idea today that I'm just going to, um, it's, it relates to our speaking tour and the people that I want to approach And I'm just going to do it. And inside I'm like shaking, but on the outside, I'm like, I'm doing it. And I'm just going to put myself out there and not be so afraid and just try it because I'll remind myself what it feels like on the other side. And it's pretty kick-ass. So (laughs) Um, I'm just going to keep thinking about that.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Is there anything you would
0: say to women who are on the fence about practicing public speaking or joining Speaker Sisterhood that might get them excited about it or think differently?
2: The experience is nothing like you expect. I remember attending my first meeting and being so freaked out. And I'm not a total introvert, but I was like, I the idea of speaking in front of all these people, I don't know if I can do it. And after that first meeting, I was like, oh my God, I belong here. Like every the support and the warmth and the, like, the genuine care about everybody in the club. And you could totally fumble and screw up or cry, or you could trip or, or back out of your speech and you have the support of the people around you. And I've never experienced anything like that in my life. So if there's any part of you that feels like you don't belong, you do belong. That's exactly why you should be there. Love it. Is there anything else you want to add? Not anything um, particular, but this has been an amazing journey. And I don't want to be the only one talking about it's an amazing (laughs) journey. I hope everyone at least tries it and just give it a try. And it might stick. It might not stick, but you won't know unless you try it. And of course, we have you to thank Angela (laughs) for creating this amazing space for all of us. So just try it. Even one meeting, try it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Well, what did you think of that? I know, right? If you want to learn more about the Speaker Sisterhood, go to speakersisterhood.com. All the information you need there is there. If you'd like to join, if you want to start your own club and be part of this movement, we are looking to build 100 clubs by the end of 2018, and I do believe we will surpass that goal. (laughs) And we're looking for people to join our team, to lead our clubs who want to help other women be part of this movement, build leadership skills, earn some extra money, and just really get into this amazing transformation that is so needed on our planet right now. If that sounds like you, go to speakersisterhood.com. You can fill out our club leader inquiry form and get started with your interview. So that does it for me this week. I hope everyone is just dandy out there we have only one week left of our mini series i'm already sad but i'll hold it in (laughs) i can't wait to bring you all there is in next week's episode which is kind of a surprise so i'm going to leave it at that and you know as always stop waiting start creating i'll see you next time